0: all right all right welcome back nfl divisional round preview show with yours truly plus money this is the plus money pod thank you for joining and um if you listen to the last one you're probably you're waiting for this one um these i'm gonna try to pump these out pretty quickly here because we got kick off in a little bit and I was a delayed on getting to this show but we're gonna dive right into the divisional series we got eight teams left four games to preview two today two tomorrow um yeah we're pretty excited about it it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see these teams battle off and see who gets into the the championship the championship series um 4:35 kickoff here in Baltimore. We got the Ravens minus nine and a half taking on the Houston Texans. Over/under forty-three and a half, juiced towards the over. And if you like Texans on the money line, plus three forty, Baltimore minus four forty. You know these teams played week, um, week one, and yes it was just a no show for. The Texans' offense, as they did not register a touchdown, they lost this game 24-9. And for the most part, Lamar Jackson in this one was pedestrian. 169 yards passing, four sacks, no touchdowns, two fumbles, one interception, and only 39 yards on the ground. So needless to say, coming into this one, D'Amico Ryan's had a good game plan. Um, And I think he's going to do a little bit more of the same in this one. I don't think it's going to be something where he comes in and his team is flat. They don't know how, they don't know their assignments. I think they're going to be ready. I think he's going to have a very good game plan against Lamar, just like that first game. And having two weeks of rest, I don't know if that necessarily benefits these number 1 seeds because they didn't play week 18 between the Niners and the Baltimore Ravens. I don't think that benefits them. You know, they're going up they're both going up against two dog hungry teams that have been fighting since week 18 just to get into the playoffs. So this is essentially the third playoff game in a row for CJ Stroud. I don't think it's going to be anything that is going to overwhelm him in Baltimore. The wind is picked up in this one. Um, that's maybe why the total has plummeted from, you know, the opener of forty six all the way down to forty three, back up to forty-four, down to forty-three and a half. 'Cause the wind has picked up to fifteen miles an hour. Historically, this stadium has a record to the under of seventy percent hitting. And I think we're gonna get that in this one. More of a Chess match between coaches, defenses going at it, and quarterbacks trying to manipulate their offenses and get them to matriculate offenses down the field to get points. You're not going to get such a no-show from C.J. Stroud. They've been so much better since that game. Uh, obviously, we don't need to go into all those details, but C.J. Stroud has been so much better um, from Week 1. And has so has Baltimore. You know, so is Baltimore. Minus nine and a half. It's a big number, I feel like. Um Lamar ATS against the spread is not that sweet. Something like one in six with a number like this, a double digit spreads. If you can get ten somewhere with the Texans, I would grab it. That's what I'm leaning towards in this this one. I think the offense is um they're gonna have chances to attack this secondary down the field. Um, Houston throws the ball deeper than anybody in the NFL. They attack, they really attack the deep, the deep, the deep portions of the field, deep play actions, get Nico Collins and these guys down the field. Now, Nico Collins is kind of a menace. He caught six catches off 11 targets that first game for 80 yards, so I think that's something that we're going to look at into this one when we when we get into the props. He's going to be a big factor. He's a big receiver to cover. He's going to definitely keep the secondary busy. Um, I'm interested to see what Kyle Hamilton does for Baltimore in this one. You know, kind of where is he lining up? Is he going to be all over the field? Is he going to be blitzing? Is he going to be uh, matching up in the slot versus a lot of these guys? Is going to try to take away Dalton Schultz? What's, what's his, going to be his main focus? when we get into more of the X's and O's in this home teams in the divisional series are 28 and 11 on the money line to advance. So but it greatly in the history of this round greatly benefits the home teams to get, to get over a lot of the wild card opponents and to carry momentum. If you still have another home game remaining, kind of like the lions or the Buffalo in this matter. But you know, I think it's just too much to cover the spread. And I do think Baltimore ultimately does find a way to win this game. I think 9.5 is too much, so that's where we lean. And we also like the under, the 43.5, playing the wind factor and a little bit of the history of the stadium in a nutshell and, you know, how games end up. We're going to be looking at receiving yards. We like Nico Collins, over 76.5, juice to minus 115 to the over. We like Isaiah Likely in this one, over 37 and a half, minus 125. I feel like Likely um, he really found a nice little role here without Mark Andrews the last couple weeks. And Lamar, the first week, try to get him integrated into the offense, and then he kind of took off after that. And I, I like him over 37 and a half. I feel like with a lot of eyes in the backfield, he's somebody that the linebackers and safeties are going to have to match up against. Um, and I'm also looking at solo tackles, Kyle Hamilton over three and a half plus 105. That might be my best bet on the board, I feel like. Over three, oh, um, over three and a half plus 105, Kyle Hamilton. And we will be taking you know, these in these spots, and it's the playoffs, your stars have to shine. We like Lamar Jackson plus 115 anytime touchdown. When they do get into the red zone there, I, I can see him trying to create something with his feet and making sure that they get six, not leaving it up to any type of doubt. And he's going to try to put this team on his back as he should. Um, yeah, so I do like the Texans plus the nine and a half over 43 and a half. We're gonna hit the under and take the Texans in this spot. Moving on. You have the Green Bay Packers plus 10 taking on Brock Purdy in the number one seed, San Francisco 49ers, 820 in San Fran with a total of 50 and a half juice to the over in this one. Green Bay plus 370 on the money line, San Fran minus 485. This is another fun game. I think this is going to be the highest scoring game of the week. I do like the total more than the spread of fifty and a half and and hitting the over. I do like the Packers plus the 10, but I'm not as uh, hype about it. I think it's just too many points. I'm going to talk about another, you know, another team that has essentially they took two weeks off coming in to try to tackle and wrap up and play with the same type of intensity as the Green Bay Packers are about to come in with, I think. Both teams are going to be struggling in the first half, and that might lead to a cover by both dogs. I think 10 is too much. Jordan Love, pro football focus, has him as the top quarterback. We've been hearing all the numbers and this and that. He's been the top quarterback the last 10 weeks, and you know what? He has, and you've seen it from last week, just his mobility in the pocket, the way he moves right, moves left throws it off his back foot, creating plays, you can kind of pass on the San Fran secondary. And if he's creating and extending plays away from the D-line, you can make some plays. Catalyst by Aaron Jones and his five straight 100-yard rushing performances. I think it can continue for this offense. Plus 10. Let's put that in our back pocket. Now, why I like the over more because there's just so many weapons on the field on both sides of the ball. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George Kittle, Christian McCaffrey. Quarterback can move a little bit. Love, Romeo Dobbs, Watson, Aaron Jones, right? And even if Green Bay is up or down, their foot will be on the gas. Jordan Love will keep throwing, whether they're up or down in this one, I feel like. Whether they have to come back or they have to protect the lead. The ball will be in the air on both sides. There is expected... A little bit of rain in this one. I don't think it's going to be enough to affect any of the offenses. And on the opposite side of the ball, you're going to have a well-rested Christian McCaffrey. A well-rested Trent Williams offensive line. And if you really want to attack this Green Bay defense, you got to run the football. That's their weakness. You could throw on the back end earlier in the year, but they did get a big boost with Jahir Alexander last week. You can still attack them through the air. I'm not saying you can't. But definitely McCaffrey the, is the catalyst for this whole team. And he's gonna—he's the engine that makes it all move, just like Aaron Jones. So I think he's going to be a huge focal point, as he is every week, moving up and down. And I, the mismatches that he's able to create are going to be huge. By the third and the fourth quarter, I think you're going to see the better team prevail, the better defense really showing up. And that is San Fran. So I'm not really truly advocating for a Green Bay money line victory in this one. But I do like the 10 points. I lean towards the over way more and that would be the official play would be the over. Um Diving into the props, I do like Jordan Love over 253 and a half passing -115. Well, like I said, whether they're up, they're down, he's going to have to sling it and I think you can attack the secondary. You can attack the cornerbacks, you can attack the safeties, so I do like him. On the receiving side of things, I like um, Luke Musgrave, tight end, Green Bay Packers, over 19 and a half. He is a really good receiving tight end. He can split out wide in situations and, and be a bigger body on a on a smaller cornerback, or you can bring him inside a little bit more and get a mismatch with the speed. He was hurt a little bit and Tucker Craft came in and took the number one job. And then once, you know, Musgrave came back from that concussion, he's been pretty solid. So I do like 19 and a half for the security blanket. Um, not too much on the other side of things. Uh, the other the other props I do like are um, taking Aaron Jones, rushing and receiving total over 89 and a half. This guy has hit 100 yards rushing in five straight games, like I said. So I expect him to be the engine again. And we're just looking for 89.5 rushing and receiving in this one. So if he can get loose with the screen, 70 yards rushing, 30 yards receiving, something like that, get the job done for us. I also like Christian McCaffrey, a 130.5 on the receiving and rushing total. I think he I th- he's probably going to get to 100 yards rushing on his own. And you can play that at minus 105 too if you like. On the defensive side of things, I like Fred Warner to get over four and a half tackles at minus 125 a little bit juiced here but I think if he's going to be the middle linebacker spying Aaron Jones chasing him out the flat trying to stop the halfback dives in the counters it's going to be Fred Warner that's going to be leading to a lot of tackles so the middle linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers Fred Warner over four and a half minus 125 and that will do it for the Saturday games just to recap, we got Texans plus the nine and a half, and we like the under 43 and a half with all the props. And then we like Green Bay plus the 10, but we have more conviction conviction on the over at 50 and a half. And we're gonna take a minor breather, get to the S- Sunday games between the Lions and the Bucks, Chiefs and the Bills. We'll be right back plus Money Pot. All right, let's dive into the Sunday games. Three hundred five at Ford Field. Detroit Lions minus six. First, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Total of forty nine and a half. Pretty even. Minus one ten on both sides. To be honest, I don't really have a play in this game. I can advocate for the Lions to cover the six. I can advocate for the Bucks to cover this to cover the spread. If anything, I like I like the total just banking on Detroit's defense and the secondary being so weak in the last couple weeks and in the dome with no elements. It's been flying over the total besides the last game that I bet. Um You know, the Bucks got a lot of pedigree on defense. Levante David, Devin White, Vita Vay, Shaq Barrett. These guys came to play last week. In the last couple weeks, as a matter of fact, you know they really, they really showed out. So I expect more of the same. It's going to be a very physical battle between these two t- sides. The Lions come in and they hit. That defense hits. They knocked Puka out last week. They knocked Stafford out the game. They knocked Kareem Williams out the game. They broke Higby's knee, which was a pretty low hit, I may say, but. These guys come and they hit. This is going to be a very physical, physical, physical game. And I think whoever runs the football better is going to win. And I'll put that on the Detroit Lions' shoulders to do that at home. In the first meeting, the Lions won 20-6 on the road versus Tampa Bay. But Tampa didn't have Vita Vey. And the Lions didn't have Jameer Gibbs. And also David Montgomery got hurt in that game. It was a very testy game. Until midway third quarter or something along those lines, J-Mo caught a bomb over the top from Jared Goff to put the Lions up double digits. And that was probably the biggest play of the game. And that is one thing about this Lions offense that's so unique is you can't really take away one thing because they hit you with something else. You want to take away St. Brown, they hit you with J-Mo over the top. You want to cover those guys, you got Laporta one-on-one. You want to stuff the run, they hit you with St. Brown. Like, it's really hard to stop this offense. And on the buccaneer side of things if you cannot run on the Lions. In that first meeting, Rashad White only had like 10 yards rushing. And last week the Lions stuffed Kareem Williams. The Lions have not allowed a runner of over 75 yards all season. So if you're going to you're going to have to lean on Baker making plays, finding windows, which he has two dynamic receivers to do so. And that's another reason why I lean on the over. Because Baker's going to have to throw the ball a lot. The Lions are going to be scoring their typical 20, 25 points at home. 22, 24, that's what, kind of what they do. If they do anything better than that, they're really hard to beat. So I do like the over in this one. 49 and a half, that's the main play. If I do had to lean on one pick or another, God, don't put my hand to it, but take the Lions minus six. Don't, uh, don't hold me to that one too crazy. I like the over a little bit more. Or if you want to parlay the Lions' money line and, and alternate that total and bring it down, I don't mind that I don't mind that play either. Um, we're going to take David Montgomery, minus 120 anytime touchdown. He seems to score every game. You get in the red zone and he's he's a beast. That's going to be one way that the Lions are going to have to move the chains and get the ball in there. As far as the rushing props, I do like Montgomery over 56.5. I think we're going to have to lean on him a lot this game and be the bruiser. Control the football, control the clock, run it away from Vita V. So I like Montgomery as in that aspect. Um Rashad White under 55 and a half rushing. Um, it's gonna be tight. I think you can get kind of right there if they want to keep their defense off the field and control the clock. But like I said prior, the Lions really do a good job stuffing the run. So I like the under on Rashad White in this one. Um do do. I'm going back to receiving. And we are looking to see if we can get an advantageous number on this real quick because it did change. Yeah, we're going to leave it alone. It's a little high. So, yeah, that's what we do. Let's recap that real quick. We do lean lines, minus six, but not huge. Uh, we got more play towards the over on this one in 49.5. We like a touchdown scorer, David Montgomery. We like. The, receipt, the rushing total of David Montgomery over 56.5 and the under and Rashad White at 55.5. And, and to keep this thing moving along quickly, Kansas City Chiefs plus 2.5 on the road versus Bills Mafia. Total of 45.5. Kansas City Chiefs plus 120 on the money line and that's where we're going. Um, Buffalo is just so banged up. They lost the middle linebacker that replaced Milano. The secondary is banged up. The safeties are banged up. They're missing a cornerback. Actually, they'll get Douglas. They'll get Rasul Douglas back in this one. But the guys that are missing in this spot are just phew, huge. I'm going to take us back to Sunday, December 10th. At Kansas City, the Buffalo Bills win a game 20-17. to And this is the infamous play... Where Kadarius Toney lines up off sides or else Kansas City would have probably won this football game. But since that point, actually, we could take it two weeks back. Philadelphia Eagles play the Bills and they lose that game to Jalen Hurts, 37-34. Then they go on a bye week and they go into Kansas City. Essentially, they, they would have lost that game to Kansas City as well. But after that, their opponents... Dallas Cowboys at home, who we knew were who we see that were kind of fugazi. The Los Angeles Chargers beat twenty four twenty two. The New England Patriots didn't cover a spread twenty seven twenty one victory. The Miami Dolphins in January twenty one fourteen. Pittsburgh Steelers who they beat in the wild card thirty one seventeen. These teams suck, man, and I I. I I haven't been on this Bills team all year just watching how everything has been going with them and firing of Ken Dorsey and this and that. I think they're very make believe this 11 and 6. And they're they're getting a hungry Patrick Mahomes. I don't care that he's never played a game on the road in the playoffs. This guy is a two-time Super Bowl winner, MVP. He's the best quarterback in 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 the league. He's going to deliver. He's as 8-1-1 one, one as a dog, Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, when getting points, he's 8-1-1. One, and, one. and honestly, last week in fucking sub-zero weather, he threw the ball 41 times. 41 times. With this defense coming in, Chris Jones and company of Kansas City, I think it's too much to overcome. I'm taking the two and a half points. I'm taking the Chiefs on the money line. And I think they get the job done. Rashid, War- Rashid Rice has been an the impact. Their number one receiver, Travis Kelsey, had a good game last week. I'm pretty sure he caught like seven, six balls, 80, 70 yards. And I don't think the Bills are going to have enough to cover these guys, even though that's funny to say because we've been talking about the Chiefs all year about not having weapons. I don't think the Bills are going to have enough between their linebackers, safeties, and hurt cornerbacks to really cover, cover. And Patrick Mahomes is going to dissect this team and get the job done this time, mainly on the defensive side. I think the talent on the defensive side is going to be enough to hang with Josh Allen and company and slow him down. Not let him get outside the pocket and run. So I like Kansas City in this spot. I just think you take the best quarterback and you doubt him. It's a big mistake. Plus the injuries that Buffalo have. That's the main handicap in the, all of this. The injuries that Buffalo have are, are too hard to overcome. They should not be minus 142 favorites. This game should be more of a pick em. And I'll take the plus money with the Chiefs at plus 120. Hell yeah. Another thing, too, is you got to stop Pachetro. He's been a man child possessed. Um going into the props on this one. I do like Travis Kelsey over 62 and a half receiving yards. That's basically about it. I like Kelsey. I like Kelsey in this one to pretty much be the catalyst of the offense especially versus a whole banged-up secondary and banged-up linebacker core of Buffalo. Patrick Mahomes, 8-1-1 as an underdog. I'll take him in this spot. I think they're the better football team, the better defense, and they get the job done. And that will be it. See? I can be fast with it, too, you know? Don't let my girlfriend say that, but, hey, um... We're going to keep this rolling after this. If you have any questions, feel free to DM. If you're f- feel free to leave me a review. Those go a long way. Five stars being the best, one star being the worst. We don't want any of those. A uh, nice positive review will go a long way. Let other people know what's going on here and help this family grow, build, bloom, and blossom. Plus Money signing out. Ciao, Bella. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games.